0: And this is episode five hundred and fifty-three of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, November twenty-first, two thousand and eighteen. I am your host, Mark and today I'll be talking about some more Hitman 2, some Actung Cthulhu Tactics. You gotta say Actung with emphasis because there's a little exclamation point at the end of Actung Cthulhu Tactics. Uh, which is an x commie mario plus rabbit style uh strategy game and other than that not too much else to talk about i I watched a movie which i will get to and i like but before and not like most episodes i want to talk about super dragon ball super specifically right from the get-go because i reached the point where the dub is not there which is to say i've come to the point where they haven't dubbed episodes and now all that's available is the original Japanese audio and i did not realize that Dragon Ball Super was not already fully dubbed in large part because i haven't paid much attention to Dragon Ball in general so i had no idea how far along Dragon Ball Super is i don't know if it's still ongoing and i don't know if it's fairly current and they're just working the dubs because i read that the way they started handling the dub releases for Dragon Ball Super earlier this year, they said they were going to do it in arc chunks or whatever, or whatever, like the 13 episode chunks that go along with the Blu ray DVD releases. So instead of getting an episode uh, a week, you have to wait uh, for chunks, which is fine, but a little disappointing because I was really enjoying Super, even though a lot of people just hate it and I, I think the reason why people don't like super and it's understandable is that the 65 or so episodes i've watched it doesn't feel like the stakes are all that big even though things are crazy right now in trunks is the the future trunks is alternate world history whatever his future things are going crazy again but ultimately i've never really felt like oh the world is in danger I'm like whatever trunks's world is messed up they can fix it or whatever who cares it doesn't feel as epic as dragon ball z and it feels more silly like uh dragon ball proper just plain dragon ball but it also feels a little bit more kid friendly uh which could also be something that hardcore fans or whatever especially of z don't like because i can't I, i think it was z where there were some especially violent moments where maybe it was cell who blew up some guy's head and then also blew up some bodies and it was surprisingly graphic but yeah i've been enjoying super the art is not always that great and it's weird watching a dragon ball series that does the current thing of changing it, the OP stays the same, but the ED changes with each 13 or so episodes, the, the arc structure and all that, and season structure. But yeah, that was surprising. I did not know that. And that means y'all don't have to hear about Dragon Ball for a while, unless I decide to watch GT while I wait for Super to get dubbed, which you know, I'm sure so many of you want to hear. But yeah. That's Dragon Ball for a while. Uh, on the, the topic of Dragon Ball-ish, uh, I found out that the... What is that game called? Jump Force. That Jump Force has a character creator in it. And I did not know that. And that makes me way more excited for that game. Because what I've seen after that initial reveal, which didn't... It, it was like, oh, this could be interesting. A, a mashup with all the like Shonen Jump characters. Uh, and some of the, the, I don't know if they were re- revealed there, or later reveals, like uh, Death Note characters, and I think a few others that were like, oh, this is, this is different, I, I wouldn't expect this character to be in this game, but being able to create my own dumb anime characters could make that game much more interesting. I still don't know what that game is, though, I haven't paid any attention to no is it a fighting game, or is it, a dynasty warriors type of game. I'm I'm so confused. In large part of my own doing because I just haven't paid any attention to it. I was like, okay, it's anime, it's mashup crap, whatever. I might give it a go, uh, but yeah. Finding out that there's a character creator is a cool realization. But moving on to what I have been playing. So I've played a fair amount more of hitman 2 specifically the miami level like i said i have completed all the mission stories i have gone through the level once on the professional difficulty doing a lot of the standard not standard challenge but like the traditional classic hitman challenges of going in not changing your outfit not being detected only killing with a sniper rifle and that was a lot of fun i didn't realize how much xp i was going to get for that because I went in there, had my sniper rifle. I first took out Sierra Knox when she had finished the race. And she was in, I, I don't know, if it's like a VIP lounge or something. She was near a window. My view was a, a bit obstructed. But I knew she was there and I knew I could get her. And I used my Hitman vision, whatever, the detective vision, to get the red silhouette of her and took her out. And that was... Satisfying, and then I, I waited for the heat to go down. And then I found I knew that is it Robert Knox? I'm not sure. Um, was walking around his, his uh schedule, that's not the right thing I'm trying to say, but his, his pattern uh, of movement is walking between these two floors in this other building. And I know that at one point on the third floor. He gets up to this outer area and just leans off the railing for maybe five seconds, if that. And I was trying to find a good vantage point where I could pull up my sniper rifle, take him out, and put it back in my case without being seen. And there didn't seem to be a good one. But I found a spot in... It's pretty open. I mean, if anyone was really paying attention, they could see me. But I found one near this billboard, near this like, little outside park thing. Um, if you play that level, it's nearish the dock and more specifically near the vendor, the food vendor that you can use to poison him with one of the coconut balls that he loves so much. But I I got behind a billboard and it was a perfect spot to see him, but I was still not sure if I'd be able to take him out or not. I fired the shot and I got him. no one saw me, and then I started freaking out. I had the case, and I'm like, okay, put the, put the rifle back in the case. And then I dropped the case, I'm like, no, no, pick it back up. No, no, wait, don't pick it up, just put the rifle in the case. And I was freaking out, hoping that I would be able to get it all done before somebody would notice. Because I'm just like this, I'm this really stoic, expressionless uh, assassin. And I'm just freaking out, trying to put this sniper rifle back into this case it was a bit funny, I found it to be funny, but I think I've also discovered all of the areas, and and I'm not sure, because I thought there was a challenge for that, but there didn't seem to be anything that popped, or maybe you don't have to get all of them to unlock the challenge, but one cool thing, too, is that when going through the areas and getting various disguises, I've changed into a lot of outfits on that level, but I think there're still half or so that I haven't, which is it's cool to realize that there are that many differentiations in terms of just the the outfits and stuff you can put on in in a given level. Sure, with that one, I think maybe 5 of them are each specific team crew members, uh the racing team crew members. But, you know, there's still plenty more outside of that um but yeah play through that a whole bunch the elusive target is live now for 14 days i'm i'm still not sure when i'm going to do that i might want to play through miami a few more times because that is you know a one-time thing i uh, the nice thing though is i think you know just for like scoring or being able to do it successfully and maybe a bonus at some point you want to take them out but i think it said the the bonus you get you get regardless of killing him or not it's just for participating which is an explosive pen i believe um but yeah and his name is mark mark something but it's going to be fun killing someone named mark even though he spells it like most people with a k and i spell it with a c but sean bean's character is mark something i wish his last name was actually something but i had a lot of fun going through that level multiple times and just discovering new things about it and there's still plenty of things to discover there are plenty of outfits and all that jazz and i'm gonna have a lot of fun with the elusive target and i I should say for anyone who is jumping into hitman 2 and this is their first one if this is you know jumping in hitman for the first time be aware that with the elusive target I, i like i'm pretty sure this wasn't the case maybe it's changed but you can't save or anything so once you commit to playing the mission you have to stick it out until the very end. So don't start it with the expectation that you'll be able to quit out and return to it later. Uh, know that you have to be in a in a place where you have the time to commit and and not be rushed to take out this elusive target because I'm not even sure what his pattern will be in the, the space. He can, he can move around all over the place just faking his death the whole time. Uh, so... It'll be really interesting to finally try that out and see what it's like, but I, I'm still loving Hitman. Um, yeah, it's it's more of what I love, and just a a better version of it. So I'm I'm excited to keep playing it. Uh, and the elusive targets are kind of where the game really starts to shine because they're meant to be played by people who are very knowledgeable of the spaces and are people who want the challenge of having to take someone out without being able to play through a level multiple times to learn their patterns and all that kind of stuff so it's it's an exciting thing uh, I also noticed that in the hidden I forget what it's called contracts or whatever where people can create their own scenarios and, and people for you to take out the like top trending ones the four top trending ones or so are all easy achievement ones like hey this is an easy achievement and that's disheartening but expected i wish there was a way for them not to be trending if there was just like if achievement is mentioned anywhere at all in the description or the title these just get these just won't show up anywhere unless you specifically search for them they won't show up in trending or hot ones or whatever but um Hitman 2 is fantastic and i highly recommend checking it out if you haven't um if you, and if you have a Game Pass, check out Hitman 1. It's available there. And if you like it, pick up Hitman 2. And you could throw in Hitman 1 in there for 20 bucks. Great deal for a lot of fantastic levels. Uh, I wonder if Hitman Blood Money is on sale right now. Because that's, despite being visually not great, it's still a fantastic game. And a much more, If if the scope and scale of the new Hitman games kind of leaves you a bit wary and concerned and just, like, overwhelmed by it all. Hitman Blood Money is much more contained with tight spaces, but still so many options to do, and, and that's backward compatible along with Absolution. But Absolution is a little weird in terms of Hitman. It's okay, but it's not It's not the playground that I, or I think many fans, wanted it to be. Moving on to Aktung Cthulhu Tactics. Like I said earlier, it is a strategy game set up in the same way as Xcom or Mario Plus rabbits where you have a squad uh, of various soldiers and you take on enemies and you will have percentages as to whether you can hit and taking cover will uh, lower those percentages for the enemy uh, if they're in cover your percentage of hitting them will be lower uh, depending on the weapon you're using the range will be a factor you have to reload the weapons you have to be uh, aware of the ammunition and the, the loadout and all that kind of jazz and this takes place in i think world war ii and there's occult things going on and hitler's soldiers and whatnot having supernatural weapons i haven't really got to that point because i've played it for maybe a few hours and it's it's okay but if I mean, if you haven't played XCOM 2 still, or if you have a Switch and haven't played Mario Plus Rabbids, I would definitely recommend playing those first. And you can get Mario Plus Rabbits for like 20 bucks right now with all the Black Friday seals. XCOM 2 is probably on sale as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's a solid version of these. It's a little bit, at times, it, it feels a bit slow. One of the frustrating frustrating things about it is something that is just frustrating in this little genre of these turn-based uh, tactics strategy games. And I like to just go a little bit deeper into the gameplay. So you have your squad, you have a certain amount of AP action points per character, and that allows them to either move, uh, fire their weapon, reload their weapon, uh, if they have a heavy machine gun to mount it, uh, you know, etc. It's it's your uh, currency for performing actions whether it's movement or attacking and, and whatnot and you have a certain amount every turn and they will reset at, at the beginning of every new turn and you perform all these with your characters and when you're out yeah and your turn and then the opposing team the uh nazis in this case will perform their actions and you know it's just back and forth turn-based um, but one of the frustrating things with these games is the percentage of hitting and whatnot, where you feel like the percentage is high enough that you should hit and you don't. And it gets really annoying, uh, especially if you have a handful of, uh, team members, squad mates who are 75 plus percent, uh, percentage chance of hitting an enemy and they all miss in uh you know in consecutive shots that's frustrating but what's extra frustrating and, and this is something that is in XCOM, not what i'm about to talk to but like just the frustration of dealing with percentages but i i feel like in XCOM, it wasn't as annoying but maybe my memory just isn't as fresh and with mario plus rabbits i think it was set up where you either had 0% chance of hitting an enemy, 50% chance, or 100%. So, you either knew you are going to hit them 100%, or you weren't going to hit them, or you know it was 50-50. Which, some people hated that system. I didn't mind it. Um, you know, it was kind of nice to have it be more, not exactly black and white, because 50% is still in there, but to have it be a little bit more, okay. At least I know in, the, in these cases, I will 100% hit the enemy. But, One of the most frustrating things that has happened to me in this game so far is that one of my characters is very apt with a knife. So they have a melee ability, which uses your like extra points. Because you have, I think, three extra action points that any of the characters can use per turn. And these can be used to move extra spaces than what you're currently allotted to. Uh, to put a character in the overwatch mode, which is where um, if a an enemy moves in their line of sight, uh, they will attack them during the opponent's turn, which all these games have a, that kind of uh, action. Uh, to fire your sidearm, which is just a pistol. That doesn't do a huge amount of damage, but if you will down someone's life to just a little, and they, they just need a little bit of push to die, you can use that. Um, And other things like uh, using special abilities of these characters. So uh, one character has uh, the ability to double their range and their their scope. uh, And and another one has the ability to like rush and do a melee attack. I think it might be the melee. But I I, I tried to melee this character. And I I ran up right up to him. Right next to him. Not like on the other side of cover. But right next to him. And I meleeed him. And I missed And that was so frustrating because when you're looking at the whole percentage system and stuff and the possibility of missing, I understand that in most cases, even if it can be frustrating. But when I get right up next to someone and go at them with a knife, unless they're Jackie Chan in his drunken master mode doing all his little wobbly little psycho things, I should be able to hit them. It shouldn't be I mean, there shouldn't be any chance of me missing them with a knife right next to them. And they, and I missed. And it was frustrating. But then they had their turn and they had their big machine gun and they pointed it at me and they missed. And sure, in that case, it was beneficial to me that the percentage was there because they missed despite being right next to me. But when there's no cover there and you're doing something that is a melee attack that you want to be right up next to someone, I feel like, the risk that's involved in going right up to someone, no cover, nothing. It should be a guaranteed hit, but it wasn't. And that really annoyed the hell out of me. Um, But outside of that, it's just more of the expected annoyances in a game like this, where the percentage can just be like, okay, I've just missed four times in a row. How that seems annoying. And then I uh, shoot the next turn or whatever with characters who have lower percentages of hitting and are further away and they all hit and it's just like what it 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 kind of makes me want the percentages to just not be there just don't tell me if you know how much of a chance i have of hitting a character with any enemy just show me if i'm able to even take a shot at them and that's it um but yeah it's it's okay so far but it hasn't left me with the greatest first impression the enemies at this point are all very basic i'm waiting to get to the point where i might fight some supernatural enemies or deal with more fantastical weapons the only fantastical weapon i've dealt with from the enemy so far is this big hunker who shoots like this who has this big vacuum looking thing that shoots like a circular springy beam at a character. And I think it can take take down damage at a point, but it just sort of not startles them, but it it, it makes them a bit uh, uneasy and halves their action points, which is a serious problem uh, when a character who requires... Eight. I think there might be one character who requires eight action points to use their weapon, and every character starting out has twelve action points. So when that happens, you're just like, "Well, this character is pretty much useless for the time being." Um, so that particular enemy is very annoying, but you know they're they're given. Um, well, I mean, you can you spot them very well, and it's easy enough to dispatch to them. But outside of that, everyone else is just using basic guns you know you'll have a sniper you'll have a machine gunner a, a, a shotgunner and, and and the same on your side you start off with the squad with a heavy machine gunner a shotgunner somebody with a pistol and then somebody with a like hydraulic powered air gun thing it might be like a rail gun ish type of thing which i guess is somewhat fantastical but i It doesn't do much for me. It's like, oh, it's like a steam powered something or other. But it doesn't have enough crazy kooky personality so far. So it just feels pretty bland with the whole World War II theme and whatnot. And I'm waiting and hoping it comes sooner than later a more fantastical theme and setting and stuff like that because it just feels pretty bland and boring so far and the story that they've been doling out hasn't been all that interesting and i'm just like okay let's just get to the action um and the way levels are set up is that you start off you move through them you run into an encounter you deal with them then you're free to move around action points are are no matter outside of battle and you can you can go through a level and not Encounter every enemy. I, I came across that in my last one where I killed maybe like twenty-seven of thirty enemies. I'm like, oh, I missed three enemies somewhere. That's all right. Uh, and they're early on, at least. I'm not sure if I'll get an ability at some point. There's no way to heal a character. If there is, the game has never told me, and I looked through all the menus and stuff. So that was a bit frustrating that there's no way to heal. A character even outside of battle, so when you're in a mission, if you get hurt early on in the first battle you you better just maybe restart uh you do I think start every battle though with a sort of shield thing, which is nice, so that can help you in moments where like okay I can take a hit or two, but then after that I might be in trouble but it's it's okay it just isn't doing anything to make it really stand out in that not so crowded crowd of games, but especially coming out at this point where it's it's the sale time of year, and similar games, if you haven't gotten around to them, are all on sale for probably the same price as Actun Cthulhu Tactics, uh, which who knows if I'm even saying that right? A C H T U N G exclamation point. Uh, Cthulhu tactics. Uh, Crazy. uh, Multiple Cthulhu games in recent episodes. That's wild. That is... I'm trying to think of anything that rhymes with Cthulhu. That is Cthulhu crazy. (laughs) I'm so clever. Um, But yeah. It's okay but I need to play more and just see where it goes. Because if it just stays with this and maybe it, you get a crazy weapon here and there. It's just like, uh, you're not doing enough with all the Cthulhu stuff. Where's the giant monsters and craziness going on? I want that. Um, but there's also a, a, a decent leveling system. or just it, It's very big. There's a lot of... The skill tree is big. More so than I was expecting. So that's a nice thing about it because I like leveling up characters. I'm a sucker for that kind of crap. But it seems like you just get one point after completing every mission and i'm not i'm not sure if i don't think you can replay missions either but there are after the first few you'll you'll be able to do side missions and stuff like that and they're clearly said oh this is a side mission this is a main mission whatnot. not um, but it's okay it's okay other than that I haven't played all that much else so i think that's a good place to wrap up both game talk and get one little movie out of the way before i end this here episode so i watched support your local sheriff which is a western parody starring james garner walter brenner and it is very good i would put it right up there next to blazing saddles in terms of western comedies you know it it, it is a parody but it's not as crazy and out there as blazing saddles it has more of a structured traditional story of this guy is coming in town why well, of course blazing saddles has this story where it's like here we're getting our sheriff and it's just a bit crazier with the things that happen and some of the self-aware things going on but support your local sheriff is not as outlandishly funny it's it's more of okay there's a big bar fight going on and james garner is there uh, not bar fight, it was just like an outdoor, we're eating food on a picnic table fight. <laughs> I don't know. But the the fight was going on and f- he stops everyone from continuing f- so he can first pick up his plate and continue eating. Then he uh, stands over next to like a building. And then somebody comes around and is about ready to punch him. And he's like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in this. I'm not doing any of this with you. And it's stuff like that that is just pretty funny. And I enjoyed it a lot. I'm a big fan of James Garner. And of course, Walter Brennan is uh, a staple of the genre and very recognizable voice that is uh, always a delight to hear. Um, but it is, it's a good little thing. And there's, what is it? Uh, what is his name? The guy from, I think, Nebraska, whose name I can't remember, but he's in it as the son of this family of Walter Brennan who. Uh, kills a man in cold blood early on in the film and then they arrest him and there's a lot of silliness with that because they put him in jail but at the beginning there are no bars in the jail so like what, what is stopping him from leaving and James Garner uses his wits to make him think that he's a murderous crazy person and if he tries to escape he's going to shoot him um, but it was really fun and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit It, I'm sure it's on demand but you can probably get it from your local library like I did And it's a good time. What sucks is it's one of the Twilight Times movies, which, if you don't know, is a a company that releases movies and only produces 3,000 copies of them. And I don't know. I I wish there was just more of a a thing where they were like, okay, maybe we'll we'll do an initial 3,000 print run, and then once those are all gone for a slightly higher price we will still print them on demand if you want a copy instead of letting movies reach you know excesses of a hundred dollars for some of them on ebay and whatnot when they go out of print like breaking away which is a decent uh sports movie um that was a twilight time thing that is now i think going regularly for around 90 bucks on ebay which really sucks because they they're, they're regular price is 30 bucks. And then as they've been out for a while or maybe they don't they're not selling well, they have numerous sales and they can go down to as low as 10 bucks. Um which is where I get a lot of them. Uh when I want them I think like to serve with love was 10 bucks. And uh I think what was it? Guess who's coming to dinner was around there. I get a lot for 10 to 15 buck range. Uh and I'm surprised by some of the movies I have in terms of, like, I'm surprised anybody even cares to put this on Blu-ray, like, I think it's Born Free, which is this, uh, is it a lion movie, but it's a big cat movie, and I like big cats, so I got that pretty soon, but they got movies like As Good As It Gets, and Sleepless in Seattle, and, uh, there are a few others that, are surprising that they weren't just released by Sony themselves and to a much wider release though I think Sleepless in Seattle is coming out on 4K now which is crazy that that's coming out in 4K well whatever cool Cool beans I guess but I just I hate that way of I just hate that business model and we're going to make 3,000 copies and then when they're all gone you're screwed um, I think they've very seldomly done re-releases but there are ones that i didn't know they had because i didn't really pay attention to much of them and i think it was before i was really upgrading everything to blu-ray that i'm like oh i would love to have this on blu-ray but now i have to deal with ebay and some of them aren't popular enough to get high super high prices but some of them are and that sucks like the fabulous baker boys which was a great movie with the the bridges boys, both of them together in a movie. I don't know how many times they've done that, but that's a great movie that was a twilight time thing that was i don't know i think I think it may go for like forty or fifty at this point, but I don't want to pay that i i'm I'm willing to pay thirty bucks for a movie that's out of print, but I don't want to pay more than what it was originally charged for and i I saw a copy of. Uh, support your local sheriff because they did a double pack so there's a sequel I guess support your local gunfighter and it's available on eBay for 30 bucks or so Uh, it's like like new condition so it was probably open once watch or whatever and then I'm done with it but I don't know I really like support your local sheriff I want to see if support your local gunfighter is also very good but even if it isn't maybe I'll bite I don't know it's just a terrible time to be like oh I like this movie. I want it. Oh, it's out of print. And the cheapest, the absolute cheapest is 30 bucks. I could put that 30 bucks towards so many more things. That would be better uses of that money right now, at least. So, who knows? Maybe that copy will just be there for a while. Because I don't know how many people really know of this movie. I didn't know about it until my dad was like, Hey, you ever hear of this movie? Like, nope, I did not. And sometimes he mentions the movies... That aren't great. There's a movie I think with Lee Marvin. As like a bum western thing. And maybe he played two roles. And I was like this is not good. And it was supposed to be a comedy. I'm like this. I don't like any of this. Uh, but support your local sheriff. If you are a fan of westerns. And you like good comedies. Uh, I highly recommend checking out. Support your local sheriff. Support them by. I mean there's no way to really support them. But watch them. Um, I'd love to support Twilight Time if they would re-release it. Even though it would still be 30 bucks. so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But that is it, and that is all. So... That'll do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krugnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my Animalist, Steam, Twitch, and all of the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN I am the Cush three. The site is of course PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, attack the backlog and hopefully pretty soon Pixelated Radio. Uh, and, and all are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show and Attack the Backlog, you can go over to YouTube.com slash Pixelated Sausage. And if you like crazy, kooky, colorful art, you can go over to PXSart.com and check out all of my art over there. And if you'd like to support the site and everything we do, you can go over to Patreon.com slash Pixelated pxs so this is where i say bye bye usually but i want to say before that thank you for listening uh i appreciate everyone who listens to every single episode and has been a fan for a long time been listening for a long time and regardless of whether or not you are in the states or how you feel about uh thanksgiving and all that jazz and you know, where it it started and all its beginnings. I like to think of it as just a day to be thankful for the people and everything that you are thankful for. And I am thankful for all of you for listening. I am thankful for my friends and and the little family I have. And I'm very thankful this year specifically for Player One Podcasts, in particular the Discord, because I am somebody who seldomly joins gaming communities because I'm just, I'm very hesitant because a lot of them aren't that great. Uh, but prior to Player One, the last one that I was really deep in was Giant Bob, uh, Giant Bob, Giant Bomb, where I was in there a- as it started, you know, uh, beforehand when, you know, he had pouring down and Ryan Davis and Jeff doing their own little things and then coming together and creating Giant Bomb and all that. Uh, and being a moderator there for almost a year uh, which was a crazy thing doing both forum moderation and wiki moderation it was it's it was a ridiculous thing because it's like uh, this this should be even if it's a really poorly paid thing this feels like it should be a paid gig to do all of this Uh, especially when it got to the point like okay we would really appreciate it if forum moderators could help with the wiki too because it you know, it was a very uh, bare-bones thing early going on. And there was a lot of stuff going on. And having that wiki system is just, there are a lot of people uh, adding information on that jazz. But after that little stint over at Giant Bob, I didn't really find any place to call home, you know, outside of having discussions on Twitter or whatnot and stuff like that. But then I decided to, because I've tried for years to make an account on the player one po- uh, <laughs> the player one pod, the player one podcast forums, and it still doesn't work for me. I don't know. It just hates me. And that's fine because most people hate me and I'm okay with people hating me because I, I don't like myself either, but <laughs> I finally decided to check out discord because I've been in other discords that are just either too busy or just full of people who are like, What am I gonna do with these people? I don't want to talk to these people, or they're really young. You know, I go into these. I've tried joining because I love anime, and I've tried finding good anime discords. If anyone can lead me to a good anime Discord channel, that'd be that'd be wonderful. There's no way that's gonna happen because, like, the one other big anime fan in the uh, the player one uh <laughs> i can't say player one podcast the other one in the player one podcast discord channel is he he is something else but i joined it i can't remember when at this point but i have really enjoyed my time there it's been one of the best things to come out of this year for me uh I, i've enjoyed a lot of the conversations i've had in there And I would like to think that my addition to the channel has been overall positive for the other people there. Um, I like to think, because, you know, I may not think the highest of myself, but I like to think I am a nice person who is never trying to annoy or get on people's, I don't know. I'm not the only person in there. I try to rile up. I'm not trying to rile up. He riles me up, and then I get maybe a little bit too antagonistic. Um, is Satoshi, who anyone listening who isn't part of that Discord is like, what the hell are you talking about? But this is going on way longer than I thought to to just be like, no, I'm thankful for this Discord thing. But I am very very thankful for that Discord channel. Um, it's been an absolute blast, even when I do get annoyed um by that aforementioned person but I've met many very cool people on there and a few who I especially think are awesome and yeah I look forward to being in there till it hopefully, hopefully never dies but you know until the end of the world which who knows maybe that'll come sooner than we think But I I highly recommend checking it out. But I think you should also listen to the podcast if you want to join. Don't just join it to join it. Um, Which is funny because Satoshi, who I mentioned earlier, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he's in there, and that just feels weird that he's in there. And it's like, well, how did I want to know how he got there? Did he listen to one episode ever? I don't remember if it's been. I, I feel like I asked that question, and they're like, no, he just he just stumbled in there. And talks about his nep nep and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I'm finally done talking. But I I'm very thankful for the Player One podcast Discord channel and, and for that podcast. It's just it's a fun little thing where three friends and sometimes some other guests just shoot the shit. They just talk and. Tease each other and you know it just feels like you're watching three really good friends who have known each other for so long dick around and it's not where you're going to get like all late breaking news or some hot takes on these things or whatnot but it's it's a much more casual thing and that's enjoyable you know but it's a podcast where it's going to work or not for you depending on how you feel about the host you know and the thing and the thing that is always uh, a telling thing for me is if they all or you know if their opinions are things that i disagree with maybe really really disagree with like they all love spider-man so much and they all hate red dead redemption they don't hate red dead redemption well i think greg might he seems like he's really not a fan and i think phil has barely played any of it and just likes he's, he's like he's a joker but uh cj doesn't hate it but doesn't love it but you know they love spider-man and i really don't but that doesn't matter because i really like them and i trust their opinions I i know they don't go at it with like trying to get a rise on it or like trying to go against the grain or like oh people love this one so like they 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 all are um genuine delightful people and that's what matters in the end do i did that make sense i don't know does anyone really care that i just spent about 10 minutes talking about another podcast jesus christ was not born on thanksgiving that comes later in the year if you care about that. I don't. <laughs> oh, God. God, he, he he made a baby in Mary. Where am I going with this? Nowhere. That's where. And that's where I should. I should just stop this now because this is going nowhere. And so I will finally say, bye-bye.